Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jesus is a heartbeat. Kingdom Key, Spirit, Soul, and Body. And the, the, um, this is Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Radio, K-E-I-S-M.com. And the program today is Kingdom Key, Spirit, Soul, and Body Series. And now we have, we're having a brand new topic, Pull Down That Strongholds. Hallelujah. And as the Lord lives, by the grace of God, we are always here every Wednesday at 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I just want to encourage you to join with us 
and call him if you want. The number to use is one six four six 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 eight two four one three. Again, one six four six 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 eight two four one three. Or join us online at keifm.com. And God is here with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will be with us, and He is with us, and He has been with us, and He will continue to be with us to the end of the age. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. And even more good, today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. I just want us to recognize the fact that in any situation, whatever circumstances, they are all temporary. Okay? So I want you to uh, look at it that way. And let's focus on him. Let's trust him. Let's believe him. Uh, whatever the weather in your area, in your location, uh, uh, we we give God the glory. We praise God for that. In the name of Jesus. Father, we just lift you up today. We bless you. Thank you for loving us so much. Even while we were yet sinners, you died for us. Greater the love has no man than this that he died for his friends. You died for us. You died for humanity. You died for me. You died for, <clears throat> excuse me, for my brothers, my sisters, and that listening to die for him as well. You die for her as well. In the name of Jesus. Father, you have poured out your love to us, and we receive that love today. Help us to be loving. Help us to love one another. Just love our neighbors. We bless you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Spirit of living God, we, we, we invite you. Fill every heart. Fill this place. Let this place be activated by your spirit. Let the spirit of God be resident in our heart. That is your dwelling place in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Have your way today. Let your will be done. Let your purpose stand. Father, take control of this program. You run it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Hallelujah. So, like we are saying, we are having a brand new topic today. And it is pull down that stronghold. So we are going to pull down that stronghold. Hallelujah. Pulling down that stronghold. Whatever stronghold that the enemy has built, whatever fortress the enemy has built, whatever cage the enemy has set up, whatever thing that the enemy has built, that has constituted a stronghold, it has to be pulled down. It has to be extinguished. It has to be destroyed. It has to be pulled down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the key point here is to remove, extinguish, destroy. See, the enemy's strategy in our life is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So they steal all that belongs to us. The first thing they want to do, they, they steal our joy. See, and when we don't have joy, we are done. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So they remove joy, and it goes about to uh, uh, remove everything that has to do with love. So we don't love, you see, and God is love. So if we don't love, and all the time we are going with a heart that is full with hatred, so guess what? What will be the consequences, you see? So 
he fills us with stealing, we steal, and the enemy steals from us, and it fills our heart with a desire to kill, you see, and the end thereof is destruction. So the enemy has fulfilled his plan in pulling down our lives, you see. So we need to pull down the enemy's strongholds, the strongholds that the enemy has built in our lives, the stronghold that the enemy has built in our marriages, the stronghold the enemy has built in our children, the stronghold that the enemy has built in our family, the stronghold that the enemy has built in our cities, the stronghold the enemy has built in our schools, the stronghold that the enemy has built in our communities, the stronghold that the enemy has built in the nations, they have to be pulled down in the name of Jesus. And we are going to be looking in details on what we need to be doing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. Now, our proof test today is going to be taken from Second Corinthians chapter 10. You see, last week I talked about um, from verse 1 to verse 7. But today I'm just going to concentrate on um, today we'll concentrate on verse 3 to 6. And I hope I don't go beyond that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and read. Second Corinthians chapter ten from verse three. Okay, and I read from King James Version. Okay. And I'm gonna be cross referencing it with other uh translations. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, I read. Said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For, for the warfare, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. So we are having a situation here in which this was written by uh, Apostle Paul and here he uh, say that we are merely weak humans, but being weak humans, we are, yeah, we are flesh and blood. We don't mean to use our human plans and methods to win our battles. We don't what use our human plans and methods to win our battles. God mighty weapons are available to us as we fight against Satan's strongholds. We must choose what method to use. See, are we going to choose God's method or the world's method? You know the world we live in? Are we choosing the world method or we are choosing God's method? So he assured us that God's mighty weapon, right? God's mighty weapons are powerful and they are effective. So, you know, 
God's mighty weapons. When you look at Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 13 to 18, you will see God's weapons when he talks about putting on the full armor of God. Okay? So when you emphasize on that, you will see that God's mighty weapons is a player. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, in summary, the whole armor of God that we will need to put on if we are to fight, if we are to fight in accordance with God's method, are as follows. We have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we put on the following, we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, we have to have our loins get about with the truth. We have the breastplate of righteousness. And we have our feet short with the preparation, which is the readiness of the gospel of speech. We have our shield of faith. We have the helmet of salvation. And we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we have to put on uh, five things, and we have to hold one thing, which is the sword of the Spirit. And the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Hallelujah. So that is God's method, okay? So these weapons can break down the proud human argument against God and the walls that Satan built to keep people from finding God, the stronghold that the enemy might erect to prevent people from finding from finding the truth, from finding the knowledge of God. You see? So because in verse five you begin to see how the intellectual arrogance that oppose the knowledge of God. There is the pride that oppose the knowledge of God. Okay? So when dealing with the pride that keep people from a relationship with Christ to use our own methods, we might be tempted to use our own what? Method. But nothing can break down those barriers like God's method. Nothing can break down those barriers. Nothing can break down those strongholds than what? God's methods. Hallelujah. So you see here that he uses military terminology to describe the the warfare against sin against Satan. So God must be the commander-in-chief in our life. And nobody else will be the commander-in-chief in our lives. God must be the commander-in-chief in our lives. And even our thoughts must be submitted to his what? His control as we live for him. So spirit-empowered, we as Christians, believers, must capture every thought, every thinking, every uh, thing we are believing in. And we must yield to Christ. So when exposed to ideas or opportunities, Christ. We must make sure that we, we lead to wrong, we, we must uh, 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 remove ourselves from wrong ideas, from wrong supposition, from wrong uh, opportunities that might lead us to new desires 
or to wrong desires. See the danger when we have wrong desires. And we are able to see the consequences. Hallelujah. So we must recognize that there are many thoughts that are not they are not good for us. They they make us sick, Kenneth. Okay. Now let's try and go in detail now. Okay. That's a kind of summary. Now let's try and go in detail as the loss leaves. Now I want us to see carefully here. You see uh in that verse four, it says for the weapons. You see, weapons and and you 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 see the armory, the instrument, uh what you might use to fight in this modern day uh, war and you, you are seeing it in uh in, in killing. You seeing it in guns, right? And you seeing it uh mass murdering, right? Uh you seen uh, recently somebody was Somebody went to a school and started shooting, killing innocent people, you see, killing um, um, uh, 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 young people like him, you see. You, you can see the mind. You can see the the thought of that in, in the person's mind. And this is an imagination that he has conceived, has planned for um, many, maybe many months, maybe some days, uh, some weeks, I don't know, but this is something that has been planned. You see, uh, you see here imaginations, you see, the, the reasoning, the computation, uh, uh, the, the logistics, uh, the planning, the uh, the methods, the 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 the, the, the um, calculations, uh, the person has planned. He he, he brought all into uh, play. You see, and this is something that has been planned. You see, and this is not ordinary. See, you know, we are made up of spirit, soul, and body. So, <clears throat> in the spirit, he has already planned this, and in the spirit, he, uh, because you know that we're not just a human; we are spirit being, and when we are spirit being, there are spirit that that made us to do something. There are spirit that empowers. You see, that is why we always pray that we are empowered by the spirit of God, uh, not by Satan. Okay, I hope you know that. That we, we are empowered by what? By the spirit of God, and not by what? Not by Satan. Okay, so we need to realize that that we can be empowered. We can be uh, uh, made to do something by a wrong spirit. And look at uh, Judas, for example. Let me just throw this in. You know, in Judas, immediately after the supper or dinner, you see, in John, uh, John chapter 17, I mean, in John chapter 13, verse 27, 13, verse 27. You can even find it also in Luke, right? Uh, you see, he said, uh, and after the supper, Satan entered him. You see, Satan entered him. You see, and uh, then Jesus told him, what thou going to do, do it quickly. You see, so 
is is now you will see another scripture, First John chapter four verse four. Just to prove what I'm telling you now, First John chapter four verse four. It says that ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. So you see those terms there, in you and in the world. So it's now it's now uh, up to us to find out what is in us and what is in the world. So you are the one to make the determination to find out what is in you and what is in the world. You see, by default, Satan is in the world. That is what we believe it to be. Satan is in the world. He is the prince of the world. He is the one that is creating all this evil. Uh, the, the, the scripture said in Philippians chapter 2 that this is a crooked, a crooked, depraved generation in which we shine as a light. In, in the midst of it, we are shining as light to the world. You see, that is the goal for us to shine as light in the world. Now, back to what I was asking. So you see here, it said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So what is in us? So it is expected that we have the Spirit of God dwelling in us, and Satan is in the world. You see, so but in some, in most of all, the reverse is the case. You see, so you see what I'm saying here. So we might be empowered by forces. You see, so we go and be executing the purpose of that force. So it's up to us to realize this and begin to pray and let those force not empower us to do the wrong thing, to do things that go uh, uh, contrary to natural opinion. You see, it, it is known that we should not kill. It's, it's a natural opinion. We, we, sh- we should not go and be killing uh, People, you see, we should not going to be uh, killing in the schools, uh, murdering little children. Uh, they haven't done anything. Even if they have done anything, you uh, a proper way to settle matter. There are proper way to address issues. There are proper. There are channels that have been laid down by the rules and regulation of wherever you are. You see, it's not for us to take matter into our own hands. We are not living in a chaotic society. We are living in, 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 in a society that where there's law and order. And the law and order of that land has to be followed. Even in generations way back, the Lord laid down generations, I mean laid down rules, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You can imagine that, you see. So God is a God of justice. So he is not a God that will pervert justice. You understand? So he is not uh, uh, somebody who will favor injustice and say, oh, okay, because this is this, so I, I join you like we always tend to do, right? Oh, okay, I will pervert the justice. No, he is not that. You see, God is straight, and that's how he is. And he is holy, and he wants us to be holy. He says, be thou holy as I am holy. And that is the reason why he said, imitate me, just as I imitate the Lord. And God wants us to imitate him. You see, he said, be imitator of God. You see, because he loved us so much, and he died on the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Hmm? <clears throat> That's what I was saying. You see, there are weapons that people can use, and there are weapons that we as children of God 
desire to use, not as the, uh, 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 flesh and blood we use, but we use a different kinds of weapons. And that is God's method of weapons to destroy to destroy strongholds. Okay, so that is about weapons. Okay, now let's talk about you know you, you realize here he said our warfare our warfare can you see that say our warfare it is ours you see there is a warfare that has been positioned for you and there is a warfare a warfare that has been positioned for me you see not necessarily not necessarily God's warfare. It's ours. It's ours to fight. You see? Because we are what? We are soldiers. You see? And we are enlisted into military service. Many Christians don't want to say this. They want the, uh, our brothers and sisters, they don't want to hear this. You see? The day we are born again, we are automatically, we, whether you like it or not, we are enlisted into military service. We have become soldiers of God. We, we are designed to fight battles because there is going to be battles that are going to come. There will be warfare that will be yours. It's not me. It's yours. And you have to fight it, my brother, my brother, my dear sister. This is not to scare you. This, not, this is not to put you down. But this is to encourage you. You know, when you know that there is a thief coming in the night, what do you do? You get ready. Get everything ready. If you have a cutlass, for example, or I mean, or uh, a big knife, you sharpen it. Get ready for the thief that is coming. Lock all the doors. You dress up properly. Get ready. Arm. To defeat that thief that is coming, the same is true for us. Meaning, we, we will not just be sleeping and lose our strength, lose, uh, not be attentive to the enemy's strategy, or give the enemy loopholes to come into our lives, or not fighting when he tries to come, not resisting as the enemy is searching, searching for loopholes, searching, searching who he will devour. So we have to be ready at all times. There's no time for weakness. There's no time for sitting down. There's no time to begin to say, this is this, this is that. But we have to be what? Battle ready. In the military, you have to be what? Attentive. Any, 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 any time where we do not get focus, we will be defeated. And one can be killed. You see? So it's very serious. So it's a military term that means that it's a military service, a soldier. So we go to war. And when we go to war, People kill, so we could be killed. Or the enemy can be killed. So, if that's the way it is, and that is the way it is, Hallelujah. So it's a warfare, and this warfare that we fight are not carnal; they are not worldly. You see, it's a kind of warfare that we fight that people think is natural, but it's it's spiritual. Hallelujah. Not just by flesh or by temporal or by bodily or canon or fleshy or worldly, but it's a spiritual fight. And this spiritual fight is mighty. You see, mighty in the sense that we are able, you see, because our God is a mighty man in battle. So our God is powerful. Our God is strong, you see. 
So this will be mighty for us to pull down stronghold. Why? Because it's through God. It's through his word, power. Not by our power, not by our strength, not by our might, but by the spirit, by the power of God to pull down. Pull down means we are extinguishing. See, we are designed to extinguish. We are designed to cause destruction in the strongholds. You see? So the enemy's tactics is to cause destruction to us, to totally annihilate you and me, to finish. You look at this one, it's, it's done. If you look at that person, it's finished. See, may you not be finished today in the name of Jesus. May we not be finished today in the name of Jesus. May we not be finished today in the name of Jesus. May we not be destroyed today in the name of Jesus. May we be rescued today, O God. May we be rescued in the name of Jesus. May we be rescued in the name of Jesus. We pull down that stronghold. We pull down that stronghold. We pull down that stronghold in the name of Jesus. We pull down that stronghold in our life. We pull down that stronghold in our family. We pull down that stronghold in the cities. We pull down that stronghold in the schools. We pull down that stronghold in every areas of our life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let's go a little bit further in detail. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, when you look at the verse 4, so we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning. Destroy human reasoning and to destroy what? False arguments. Human reasoning. So it, it's so many, so many, so many. And that is why we have to bring those reasoning to the obedience of Christ. So now the reasoning will be rationalized by the word of God because the word of God is the standard upon which we live. So the word of God will say, okay, this is your reasoning, this is okay. This is your reasoning. This is fine. This is not good. This is not good. This is not good. This is evil. This is evil. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do this. So, and uh, you see the human reasoning here. Just a moment. Now you see human reasoning about God, for example. It, the 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 thoughts, the thinking about God what we meditate on about God, is it with God or against God? Is it for God or against him? Or about myself or about others, about my marriage, about my family, about my children, about those who have opted against you, or or about those who have done things to us, or those who we have uh, refused to forgive. You know, the Lord admonished us to forgive others. He said, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. So we have to forgive. We have to release others. We have hold on. We have put people in cage. So we have to release them. So we have to set our will to forgive those who have sinned against us to do that. See, we have to forgive those who sin against us. And when we do that, God will also forgive us. Human reasoning about other people, about our enemy, about our behavior, you know, our behavior, our attitude. You see, uh, um, uh, most of the times we uh, look at ourselves as uh, we are the one who we always who we always want the best, but about others, no. But the Word of God wants us to put others first. Then we will then come in 
You see, uh, self-centeredness. We are selfish. We are selfish. Okay, so we are what selfish? See. So we are what selfish. Hallelujah. Time we are what selfish. Hallelujah. So we exalt self. You know, many times we we exalt ourselves to the stage that most of us are kings and queens that uh, we do not the other person. So, but we need to humble ourselves, and in due time, God will what? Raise us up. It's about humility. See? We are not to exalt ourselves against others. We are not to exalt ourselves against the knowledge of God. In fact, we have to bring everything, you see, every uh, imagination, every uh, thought to the obedience of Christ, triumph, you see, to the submission of Christ, the compliance of God, the attentive hearkening, you see, the compliance, the submission, the obedience to make obedience, to be obeying what the Lord is saying, obeying Christ, every imagination, every reasoning has to be bring, uh, submitted into the Lord's table. You see? Hallelujah. To bring everything to him. You see? Okay? <clears throat> So our behavior, our justification, our lifestyles, you see, uh, uh, does our lifestyles uh, in accordance with the lifestyle that God wants? Uh, I leave it like that, okay? Then testify that you are, uh, we look at ourselves, um, do we know who we are? Human reasoning. Do you reason that uh, you are God's child? Or do we believe that we are his children? You see? Because the love of God was shared among us. The, the, the God loves us so much and that he died. And he shared his precious blood for you and me. You see? So God loves us so much. So we need to look on ourselves and imagine ourselves as God's child. You see? And appreciate God for what he has done for us, you see. So ideas or, or opportunities that may lead us to the wrong desires, we don't want. You know, we have a choice. The choice is there for us. Choose the right ideas, the right opportunity. And we know what those will lead us to. The same is true if we cho- if we choose a wrong idea or a wrong opportunity. You know, the choice is ours, and we also know the consequences of that. So we must ask God to give us the spirit of discernment to be able to have the right thoughts, thoughts and to be focused on this truth. It's the only way that we'll be able to have human reasoning. Because somehow we have to reason. Somehow we have to have imagination. But the, the word of God says we need to cast those imaginations. Casting down imagination. That's bringing those imaginations into the standard of God. Hallelujah. So we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false argument. You know, there are so many arguments. You know, there are arguments about uh, who is God, who, who gives back to God, where is God from. Some of them are unnecessary. 
supposition, uh, unnecessary human reasoning, uh, unnecessary uh, reasoning, or justification, or rationalization, and so on and so forth, which are uh, kind of squabble or disagreement or uh, something that somebody can say this is a, a dispute against the knowledge of God. You see, and most of the times, this argument will not build us faith. And we are uh, a, a faith person. You see, we ought to live by faith. We ought to walk by faith and not by sight. Okay? Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. So we continue. So you look here that there are reasons, human reasons, imaginations that we must submit to the obedience of Christ and make it in alignment to the word of God. The word of God is our standard. Without the word of God, we have no standard. Now verse 6 says, he said, after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. You remember that Paul is writing this letter to uh, in a, as a answer to a question, as an uh, accusation leveled against him. You see that from verse 1 and 2. And uh, uh, previous uh, chapters, you will be able to see uh, why it's coming after this. He said, and after you have become fully obedient, we punish everyone who remains disobedient. You know, as children of God, it is we have to be obedient to the word of God. We have to submit to the word of God. We have to be fully obedient to the word of God. And when it is when we become fully obedient to the word of God, then we will punish those who have not obeyed the word of God. He said, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Always a punishment reserved for those who disobey. The wrath of God comes on the sons of the disobedience. Ephesians chapter 2. You see, the wrath of God was designed to come upon us. But God, who is rich in mercy, helped us and saved us. And by grace, we have been saved through faith. See, not by what we do, not because we are so good, not because we are so intelligent, not because we are so beautiful, but by His mercy, by His grace, is rich in mercy. See, He fulfilled the aspect of delivering us, saving us, justifying us, and we have to continue to sanctify ourselves daily and daily. In the name of Jesus, you see. So we have it in our in, in in our life that we have to be obedient. And when you look at the scriptures, many of our forefathers did not reach the promised land. They did not fulfill destiny because they were disobedient. You see, they were what disobedient. Okay, they did not follow the course of what the plan was. They, they did not listen to the Spirit of God. They did not follow what the Lord was saying, and many of them fall on the wayside. Okay? Let me look for a, a place in Hebrew. Let's see what we'll read from there. Hallelujah. Okay. So I hope you understand what I'm saying, and I hope you continue to read that and min- let him minister to you, okay? And, um, and and let the place bless you and any stronghold 
it is our job to cast it down by the power of God that resident in us. It's a spirit that is dwelling in you. Believe that is the spirit of God dwelling in you. See, greater is he that is in you than that that is in the world. We must not allow the spirit of God, uh, the, the, the Satan's uh, spirit, whatever they are, whatever spirit they are, whatever demons that is in the world, infiltrate into our system and begin to maneuver us, telling us to do contrary things to what the Lord has enabled us to be doing or created us for. See, when we begin to see that happening, you know, it's not the Spirit of God. If the Spirit of God will not tell us to go and be doing uh, mass killing. You see, just wake up, you take your take, take your gun, uh, whatever type of rifle, they go to school and start shooting. That's not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will not tell us to do that. So that is clearly a different spirit. Hallelujah. Like I was saying in verse 6, you see, verse 6 says, And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And I was talking about obedience, you see. Now, when you look at Hebrews chapter 4, okay, uh, Hebrews chapter 3, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 3, okay. So let's read from uh, uh, from 12. Hebrews 3, verse 12. It said, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, you see, in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Let any of you be hiding through the deceitfulness of sin. Verse 14. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. You see, so we have to be obedient, obedient uh, to be steadfast to the end. You see, it's, it's not our job to obey it uh, halfway, uh, another time, uh, the other halfway, or one quarter or three quarter, uh, as the case may be. You see, verse 15 says, He said, Why it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do you not harden your heart as in a rebellion? Wow. As in what? Disobedience. Rebellion and disobedience. Okay. Uh, verse 16 says, For who having had rebel, indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry forty years? Was he not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter, enter, in, enter his rest, but to those who did not obey, so we see that they could not enter in because of what unbelief. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is failure of the wilderness wanderers, unbelief. Okay. So when we begin to have disobedience. We will begin to having unbelief. There is the consequences that is attached to it. You see, verse six says, "They having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience." That is Second Corinthians ten six. It said, "Having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled." You see, so it is. You see the when there, so. Uh, it, 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 we have to be the one that will set the tone for what the discipline. See, so if we are not obeying, then it's very tough. Hallelujah! But so I hope you understand that, and uh, our time is. Um, it's up, so I just want to um, to use this remaining two or three minutes 
to tell our brothers and sisters, if today is the first day you are on this channel, I just want to encourage you that today is the day of salvation. I just want to encourage you to take the word of God seriously today. And if you don't know him, I just want to welcome you to the Lord and Master Savior. There is no formula to receive him, but you have to live in your heart. See, I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to uh, uh, pressure you. But you, you, you know yourself. You know there will be a time you will say, this is too much. I need somebody. And the only person you need is our Lord, is our Master Savior. Because in this world, there will be a time where there will be a season where you will look on your right, you will look on your left, you don't find nobody. Whether it's your friend, you will find the situation might just come, you will not find nobody. This one will run the other way, that one will run the other way. You are now with who? See? And in addition to that, when you leave this world today, where will you go? Where are you going? There is a destination for every one of us. That's true. Question is, where are we going? See, so you plan a strategy now. You plan your strategy for the the best route. The best route is our Lord and our Master Savior, because He is the way, the only way, and through Him we get to the Father. Hallelujah. There's no any other way. There's no any other, there are many other gods, but. This is the gods of gods. This is the laws of laws. So you receive him, you receive him into your heart, and he will make you his children. So purpose in your heart today to receive him. Purpose in your mind today to accept him into your heart. Tell him that you have seen. Tell him that you, you, you want him to come into your heart. Tell him that you are tired of all this. You want him to carry your load, carry your sickness, carry every situation in your life, carry every hardship. Tell him that you love him. He loved us so much he died for us on the cross. Thank him for dying for us on the cross. Receive him into your heart today. In the name of Jesus. You see, the word of God clearly says that. It says in your mind and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we praise that if we confess with our mind the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mind confession is made unto salvation. So I believe you have invited uh, the Lord into your heart today. And I believe that he has received you and I just want to welcome you to the family of God. So you are welcome, and we appreciate you for taking the step, for accepting the Lord into your heart, and let him be your Lord, Savior, in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for today. We bless you. We thank you for your word. Your word is yea and amen. Your word is a sharper than two-edged sword, piercing every to the dividing of the soul and spirit and the defender of the thought in the name of Jesus. We thank you for people who have the children you have received today. Power them, strengthen them, help them to follow, to be your imitator, to not just be a hearer, but a doer of your word. And we bless you, and we thank you for what you have done. We thank you for the blood you shed for us on the cross. We thank you for taking all our sins on the cross. We thank you for the salvation you've given unto us. We thank you for loving us so much, O God. We thank you for taking us to a higher plane in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your forgiveness. We give you glory. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. We bless you and we love you. So God loves you and we see you next time.
Take care. In Christ Jesus. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.